When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We now understand that the archaeology system that was going to come previously in the 1.17 update is going to be postponed until another future update post 1.18. But as we discussed in the previous episode, changes to update releases are not always a bad thing. So let's dig into what a future archaeology update could look like in Minecraft in this episode of Dig Straight Down. What is going on, crafters? Welcome to another episode of Dig Straight Down with me, your host, Rebel JC, recorded on Friday, April 30th, 2021. Ah, we have um, a few things to discuss in this episode today. We have another Dragon's Egg Challenge and all that. But first, let me read a couple of emails that I received from a couple of you guys. So let's get into this. This first email is from Marcus. And Marcus writes, It's a cool podcast. I love how you talk about the updates and how Mojang could improve Minecraft. It's my favorite podcast, except the Dirt Hut. <laughs> Bye. Um... Thank you, Marcus, and I agree. The Dirt Hut, if you have not listened to The Dirt Hut by my buddy, Bit, link is going to be in the description of this episode. It's a great podcast that I want you all to start listening to and uh, leave feedback for Bit to read on his podcast. He goes into incredible detail on so many features of Minecraft. I've learned a lot just by listening to it. It's it's a very well-thought-out well put together podcast if you want to dig into some incredible tiny little details about your favorite minecraft features that's the podcast that you need to be listening to like i said the link to that podcast is in the description of this episode go check it out and tell bit that i sent you thanks for the email marcus moving on to the next email this one comes from mark winters 7800. And he writes, Hello, Rebel. Great job with the podcast. Well, thank you, Mark. I have an idea that me and my friend Brayden were discussing, and it is for the combat update. I think it would be cool if you could collect bee stingers from the Buzzy Bees to make a spear, poison effect included. I think if you do not want to have to attack the bees, they would die in seven Minecraft days. Oh no. And each time a bee dies, a new one spawns to take its place. Okay, okay, okay. Sure. <laughs> you would have to make the spearhead before the actual spear itself. It would be crafted by placing an iron egot at the bottom of the middle of the 3x3 crafting grid with three bee stingers above it on the left and right sides and in the middle with two string above the left and right sides. To make the spear, you would have the crafting recipe for a shovel, but instead of the ore in the middle, it would be the stinger spearhead with two string on either side of the spearhead. The stinger does two hearts of damage, but the poison effect lasts for 10 seconds, making an easy kill in PvP or PvE. 
I'm sorry I cannot explain what it looks like, but that's what your imagination is for. My friend has an obsidian spear idea that would be crafted out of obsidian shards, which are found by killing piglins, one shard for every 48 piglins, so they are hard to get. The spear would be two sticks horizontally on the crafting grid in the middle, and then at the top of the two sticks there would be the shard and two string on either side of the shard to make the spear. It looks like, well, imagine a pointy shard of obsidian tied to a stick. It can be thrown doing eight damage points, and a normal stick does nine points. And a normal attack, rather, does nine points, so it's pretty powerful. So the next idea is a battle axe, which looks like a normal vanilla Minecraft axe, but with two blades, and it, be, and it can be crafted by your crafted ores, like, you know, I don't have to name them all. Uh, so I'm guessing all of the ores is what they're talking about. It would be crafted like a normal axe, but it would have two more ore on the other side of the stick. The battle axe would do three for wood, four for stone, five for gold, six for iron, seven for diamond, and lastly, eight damage for netherite thank you rebel so much for doing this podcast i love it so thank you well thank you uh have a good day thanks for your time and remember keep digging straight down mark winters 7800 thanks mark and brayden for your ideas and for writing me this email i'm glad that you enjoyed the podcast and hope that it's going to go on for a long time these are some really cool ideas um i like i really like the idea of using bee stingers Um, And I'm glad that you have mercy on the bees and they just don't die off without being replaced. (laughs) Um, Really cool idea. Uh, I think some spears would be pretty awesome for like an early game experience. It kind of reminds me of like a Stone Age type weapon anyway. Um, So like say you're you're still in the early game. You're still kind of getting together all your gear and all your supplies. Maybe this could be something that you could craft pretty easily. Maybe you can find bee stingers like sort of littered on the ground around bee's nest or something. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, As far as killing piglins to get materials to create obsidian spears, I think 48 piglins, that's a lot of piglins to kill. Now, I am pro-piglin. I love piglins. Piglins are one of my favorites, if not my favorite mobs in the game. So maybe we could change that to zombified piglins. Um, Yeah, I just have a soft spot in my heart for piglins. They're so awesome, and I I love piglins so much. I think piglins are honestly better than villagers, to be honest, Um, in in a lot of ways. As far as, like, your experience with them, you don't have to defend piglins. They can defend themselves. They're tough, you know, and you can be friends with them as long as you're wearing gold uh, and stay away from the brutes. So, yeah, I, uh, I think it's a cool idea. I would like to change that to zombified piglins. Um, but cool idea. I'll, I am pro spear as well. So let's add spears to Minecraft. All right. Um, with those emails being read, and by the way, please send me some emails. I love reading you guys' emails and uh, hearing your ideas. So please do that. So with that being said, guys, let's move on into the Dragon's Egg Challenge. So let's start with the ideas from Ironlock. The first idea from Ironlock comes from Ironlock member Tommy3050, and they write about the Minecraft rope. So Minecraft rope can be found in many areas. So you have a 15% chance of finding a Minecraft rope in a blacksmith chest. In a desert temple, you have a 30% chance. In all nether structures, you have 20% chance of finding this Minecraft rope. And if you kill the wandering trader, which everyone does, uh, they get a rope 50% chance. 
and it can be placed on carved stone by right-clicking with the pickaxe and on stone and cobblestone as well. It can be placed for 25 blocks in a line and you need two carved stone. It works like a ladder. It is attached by right-clicking with a rope on a carved stone and then it all connects together. All right, and the next idea comes from Ironlock member Thunder. And Thunder's idea is a hiking tent. It works similar to how a bed works. When placed, it acts as an on-the-go respawn point until it's destroyed. When it's destroyed, the respawn defaults to the player's last valid respawn point, which could be your bed, which is a cool idea. It also includes a portable chest function with 10 item slots. When destroyed or mined to pick up, the items placed in your tent stay with the tent and it can be accessed again when the tent is placed once again. In an effort to keep this from seeming like such a powerful item, they think that the player should be expected to jump through a few hoops to craft it. First, the player would have to craft a sleeping bag, which only serves as, as a recipe ingredient. A sleeping bag is crafted at a workbench. Once the player has their sleeping bag, they'll need to craft or acquire a chest, three more leather, and four iron ingots, and assemble it all together at the workbench. Having to craft an additional ingredient as well as requiring iron nuggets would require enough labor and foraging, in my opinion, to merit such an item. That's a really great idea, Thunder. Um, I think especially for exploring dangerous areas like a mountain or a cave, um, if you basically have a respawn point that you can kind of carry around with you that doesn't override your bed, um, your official bed, like at your base. I think that that is a awesome idea. And it also kind of functions as sort of like a backpack thing. You basically carrying around. It's kind of have a shulker box kind of um, use to it. So I think that's a great idea. So for, the, for Ironlock, these ideas, I'm giving them three out of five for originality, four out of five for attention to detail, and four out of five for how well it fits into Minecraft, which gives Ironlock a score of 11 points. And moving on to Arkalore. Arkalore's main idea is grappling, which is a new enchantment for a fishing rod that would act as a grappling hook. Fishing rods are already capable of pulling players closer and is used as a PvP weapon, so it just makes sense for it to pull people towards higher blocks. It has a 1 through 5 enchantment levels, and each enchantment level increases the height that you can use it, and that's grappling 1 through 5. I like the idea of a new enchantment. That's a, that's a great idea, so it's not really a new item, it's a new enchantment. Team member Cobstar wrote in with an email and they said, the ice axe, it would look similar to a pickaxe and it would be crafted using two metal rods and three pieces of stone placed like a pickaxe, but with an extra block on the side, which would be a new block that should be added called titanium, which can be mined with an iron or higher pickaxe. Metal rods can be made by using two blocks of titanium, which when placed on top of each other in the crafting grid would make four rods like wood and sticks. It would be used to climb straight up one block per hit. Oh, cool. You would need two of the ice axes, one in your main hand and one in your off hand, since otherwise you would fall when trying to go up. When you hit a block with it, the block would turn into a cracked version of it. It would be really helpful for climbing the mountains coming in the caves and cliffs update. Titanium would be, made, would be a strong metal, and the ice axe would have 589 hits of durability. 
I really like that idea. I like the idea of almost having like pickaxes that you're using in each hand and you're just kind of climbing up a sheer wall with them but just by driving your pickaxe into the the stone and also it kind of leaves a trail of cracked stone blocks behind you that's a really cool idea so for originality for these ideas i'm giving them a four out of five for attention to detail also a four out of five and how well it fits into minecraft again a four out of five leaving arcalor with an overall score of 12. Moving on to Nightbane. So the main idea from Nightbane is climbing gear, which includes spiked boots. You can craft them in the smithing table using any kind of boots and nine iron nuggets. If you wear them, you can stick to a wall for 0.5 seconds, and that will give you time to save yourself if you're falling, although you can only do it once. Then you have to touch the ground to refill the ability. You, would you could move sideways, but not up or down. Wow. If you stick to a surface while falling, it will negate fall damage if you don't fall further, of course. And also there's the spiked glove. If you, you can craft this using leather and surround it with iron nuggets. Alone, you, you could use it the same way as spiked boots, putting one on your offhand or main hand to stick to a surface. Using it together with the boots, you can slowly climb up vertically about one block a second. I really like the, that idea a lot. Here's another idea from uh, Nightbane member Kepler Corvus, um, and he writes, Hi Rebel, it's me, Kepler Corvus again, and I have an idea for the Dragon's Egg Challenge. This was a cooperation between me, Eli Brev, and Miss Bean. Our idea is a new kind of pickaxe, the Blaze Pickaxe. So two, so far, two kinds of pickaxes, that's great. Uh, crafted from two blaze rods instead of six, it is crafted like any other kind of pickaxe. The new pickaxe would auto-smelt ores as you mine them and has a chance of setting mobs on fire for a short amount of time. This pickaxe has a mining speed of a diamond pickaxe with efficiency two. Another thing about this pickaxe is that in the dungeons, there is a one in a thousand chance that a blaze pickaxe will spawn in one of the, in one of the chests renamed Miner's Blaze. I really like that idea. It's not necessarily an item that helps you get around mountains and caves, but this would be a pickaxe that you would want when you're in the when you're in the caves or in the mountains, because if you come across ores, obviously this is the kind of pickaxe that you want, um, since it's auto smelting. Uh, for originality, I'm giving these ideas together a five out of five. For attention to detail, a 4 out of 5, and for how well they fit into Minecraft, a 4 out of 5, giving Nightbane a score of 13. Which means that the winner, again, two challenges in a row, is Nightbane. So congratulations, Nightbane, two challenges in a row after, <coughs> after never having won the Dragon's Egg Challenge. Two challenges in a row, great on you, Nightbane. So as the victorious music comes in, let me read the list of Nightbane members. Awesome Chicken, Battle Ted, Coco Walnut, Da One Big Boy, Diamond Spy 64, Eli Brev, Indigo Titan, Kepler Corvus, Not Elliot, Mad Dog Plays, Meow, Miss Bean, Payday Musicality, The Final Spam, and Void. And as the victorious sound of music fades away for the next challenge, this is a big one, guys. I want you to imagine anything you'd like. This is a free-for-all, so work together and come up with literally anything you would like to see added 
to Minecraft. The ideas will be judged on originality, attention to detail, and how well it fits into the world of Minecraft. Each team can put forward more than one idea, so don't be shy to disagree with each other and come up with your own answers. However, I really do want to see the team members working together on this. Whoever has the best idea will win the dragon's egg in their Discord common room and will have a full team member shout out in the next episode. Again, if you want to take part in this challenge, you can either join a team on the Discord server or you can email me with your ideas and tell me which team you would like to be on. The deadline for these ideas is Wednesday, May 12th. Now, let's dig into the main discussion of this episode. So before we dig into the main discussion of this episode, here's a little commercial for another podcast. Check it out. Hi, do you have issues knowing what's going on and keeping up with Bedrock and wondering what's going on with Java versus Bedrock? Or maybe you just have a hard time whenever you look look something up, you find a thousand different creators have made a video on a topic, but not all of them are equally good. Maybe you don't know what communities you should be hanging out in, what discords are there to help you learn about the technical side. The Beacon is here to be your guiding light to all of these questions and more. I'm High Hopes, host of The Beacon. Come say hi. So we have a few things to cover in this main discussion segment. First of all, let's talk about Minecraft Snapshot 21W16A. This snapshot introduced some changes to azaleas and dripstone, so let's go over those real quick. Azaleas and flowering azaleas can now be bone-mealed to get azalea trees, and they've added dripstone growth features. So let's talk about the azalea trees real quick. Um, so basically what the, what's going on here is previously to the snapshot, you, there were the azalea bushes, um, that, that were just sort of like little saplings that were really cool looking, but you couldn't really do anything with them other than just place them for decoration. Now they're basically azalea saplings and you can grow azalea trees out of them when you bone meal these things. But one, one note I do have is that the azalea trees are still basically oak trees with a different leaf texture. Um, (laughs) They still have a little while to go before they release this update, so I'm going to assume still that they plan on giving us a new wood type for these azalea trees. If they don't, if this is basically just an oak tree with a different kind of leaf texture, I am going to be a little disappointed, Um, but it's fine. Honestly, it's fine. Uh, I do expect that one day, at the very least one day, um, we will have a new wood type for the azalea tree. But I understand because they have so much going on, and that's the reason why they split this update into two parts. I understand if that's something that they just can't do right now, adding all those blocks. So um, that's that's just my thought on what the, about the azalea trees. The dripstone growth, this is something that we've uh, seen when they have highlighted dripstone in the past. We understood that these things would eventually have growth, um, and it's really cool. They grow very slowly, basically stalactites hanging from uh, the the cave ceilings with a water source above will drip water down and will slowly grow the stalactite and the stalagmite from below. So eventually, very, very slowly, these two stalagmites and stalactites will grow and meet in the center. It adds a little bit of life uh, to dripstone caves and obviously gives us a way to farm dripstone blocks. So some really cool features added in that snapshot. Um, As well as, let's see here, 
the other snapshot or the other thing that they added in the snapshot is ore veins and to me this is even more exciting than those two things ore veins are large rare snake-like underground ore formations and these things are ginormous if you see pictures of these things online uh you just you're just blown away at how big they are um basically what you're going to find is if you if you're in the caves you're exploring and you see iron next to um, or a lot of iron next to tough, I believe, then you know that you found an iron vein. Or if you find copper ore next to a lot of granite, then you've possibly found a, a uh, copper vein. And these are going to be really good for, for mining large amounts of iron and copper. If you're the kind of person who does not want to build iron farms, this is your solution to getting tons of iron. Like me, I don't, I don't build farms. So this is this is for me. <laughs> um, snapshot twenty one W seventeen A. This is the snapshot after this. Um, this introduced a few changes to um, to the to the ore veins. Basically, they just made them smaller, just a little bit, but they're still huge. Um, and they introduced noodle caves, which is basically um, basically just a different kind of cave. It's much they're much smaller, more claustrophobic, and Basically, what you can think of them is like hollow, you know, spaghetti noodle type caves. Um, so those are basically the only things that they've introduced in 21W17A that was worth talking about. Um, and you can obviously check these out, the links to these uh, change logs in the description of this episode. So moving on to just a brief thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, we now know that the archaeology system that was previously going to appear in the Caves and Cliffs update is now going to be held back for a post 1.18 update. So the archaeology system is no longer going to be a part of the Caves and Cliffs update um, at all. So neither 1.17 or 1.18 is going to have the archaeology system. Now, I'm a fan of the archaeology system. I think the archaeology system, from what we've seen, is an amazing thing. I might be... I might be in the minority here, but I think that archaeology is going to be amazing. Um, so this was a little bit disappointing to hear at first, but we'll get into that in a second. From Lady Agnes, um, they when they when they released the video about the caves and cliff and, and cliff split, um, she said in the video, she said, so there is one feature that is postponed even after the holiday release, and that's archaeology. And the reason is that archaeology is a complete new system, which is very exciting, but it means that we really want to give it the fe give it the time it deserves so that we can make it a fun, inspiring, delightful, and Minecrafty. Uh, so therefore, it's postponed. End quote. So basically, they want to. They understand that the the archaeology system is an entirely new system they're introducing to Minecraft. It's basically like a system like potion system or trading system. You know, it's a new kind of system in the game, which is super exciting to me. Uh, and they want to give it. They really want to dig in and make it flesh it out and make it a fun Minecrafty experience. And I think that's a great move on their part. Um, and obviously, what I'm thinking is the archaeology update. Could this be an update on its own? So what I'm thinking is it could be a smaller update that introduces the archaeology system by itself with some minor changes similar to the Buzzy Bees update. Or it could be part of a larger update that includes features thematically similar to archaeology. 
Um, and so I wanted to kind of explore this idea a little bit. So here's kind of what I'm thinking this archaeology update could look like. So what we know, what we understand from uh, what they've shown us in the past is that there's a lot of, you know, using the brush, you're going to be brushing away dirt, you know, gravel, sand blocks to reveal items. Uh, the items that were introduced in the in the preview for this feature were pottery shards that you could then collect and, and arrange and make pots, which are really, really cool. I think a lot of people are going to be using those pots as great decoration. Um, but now that they're going to take some time and really flesh this out, here's some things that I think would be really cool to be able to to flesh out this this archaeology update. For first of all, the addition of collectibles and wearables. So these are things that we could find using the brush, um, other than the pottery shards to make pots. So for wearables, I'm thinking um, things that you could put on instead of armor, or maybe there's slots that you can add for these things. So maybe masks. I'm thinking like things that you might have found when you're digging up tombs in ancient Egypt or, or places like that. So maybe like ceremonial masks, maybe ceremonial jewelry, necklaces, rings, maybe even new kinds of shoes, um, things like that that I think maybe you could find sets of them. Maybe these are things that you want to collect all five pieces um, so that you can show off how much you've actually engaged in this new archaeology system. I think that would be really cool and give a lot of people um, reason to go out and explore for these collectible, wearable things that you can't farm or get any other way other than using the archaeology system. I also think that it would be really cool to be able to excavate buried structures. So I'm thinking tombs. I'm thinking statues like the, the, uh, the, the big head statues on Easter Island. I'm thinking temples, ancient temples and religious sites. Um, these would be really cool to find partially buried. Maybe you see something sticking up out of the ground, um, and then you, you uncover it, and there's this, there's this structure that you can uncover. Maybe you can take it apart and rebuild it somewhere else, but something that really fleshes out the lore of the world without giving us a very clear narrative or storyline, but something that really hints as to you know, the people who built the desert temples and the jungle temples, the people who built the ships that are now at the bottom of the ocean, that kind of thing. Like, what else did these people do? What else did they create? And what else can we explore using archaeology and excavation? Um, I think this could be a great opportunity to introduce a new mob. And my idea, of course, because I'm thinking Indiana Jones and archaeology, is snakes. Snakes would be an amazing mob to have. Um... First of all, my ideas for snakes would be that they would mark where buried structures are and they would add danger to archaeology. So if you see a snake hanging around in a certain area, chances are that snake is hanging around a buried structure. Um, this would be a, sort of like how the azalea trees mark where the lush caves are going to generate. So if you see a snake, then you know that there's a buried structure somewhere nearby. Uh, snakes would hunt rabbits to kind of um, you know, give give away for um, this would be um, interacting with the uh, ecosystem around it. 
Uh, snakes that would be hatched after the player breeds two snakes together would trust the player, similar to how foxes, if you breed two foxes together, their child, their offspring, basically is not scared of you, um, so that you can kind of have a pet snake without it being actually tamed. Um, unprotected snake eggs uh, would be targeted by and trampled by the undead, very similar to uh, turtle eggs. Snake eggs would be able to be silk-touched if you wanted to collect snakes, and snakes would also give the player poison effect if you bother them. So if you get too close to a snake and it doesn't trust you, it bites you and you get a poison effect. Um, so I think that that would be a really cool mob to introduce into an archaeology update. A, a couple of new blocks. Um, I think that we should bring in the Petrified Wood block. <laughs> uh, the Petrified Wood block is a block that actually exists in Minecraft. You just can't use it. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you can use it in creative mode if you use commands. I'm not sure, but it is in Minecraft. I think it's just in the code somewhere. Um, but I think let's just add Petrified Wood. It's, it, it gives the idea that this there, there was a tree, under, uh, but, but erosion and floods kind of buried it, and now it just petrified. I think that would be really cool to find while you're excavating a site, is a petrified tree. Um, rusted iron blocks. Now, this was inspired by, of course, how copper can now become oxidized. Let's have iron blocks that you can find underground in these ancient buried structures that have rusted because of how old they are. I'm not saying that maybe I'm not saying that you have to now wax your iron blocks to keep them from being rusted, although that wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, but maybe this would just be a way for you to be able to find a more old-looking metallic block that's not green and orange, but now it's like orange and and dingy gray um, to give us more of a. Um, maybe you could use that in some steampunk builds, or maybe you're building like. Um, you know, your your zombie apocalypse world and you want to use old, rusty-looking things. I think a rusted iron block would be a pretty cool block to add. Um, also, I think ancient maps found in buried structures, so buried tombs, you know, and temples and stuff, that you could find in chests. And then, basically, these are maps that you can't use. You're, they're, they're in an ancient language that maybe you can't understand. So what you do is you would take these maps to a librarian villager and you would throw it to the librarian villager or right click on it on, on the villager with the uh, with the ancient map and the librarian would translate it for you. And translated maps would then lead to other dig sites and other points of interest that you can excavate. So so that um, the experience of archaeology is an ongoing thing and you and when you find a buried structure and you excavate it you have a chance to find clues that lead you to the next site and the next site and maybe as you're exploring these sites you can sort of in your own mind create a lore that links them all together um, because really i think the archaeology system is introduced as a way to 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 create lore in your world even though it's not giving you an official minecraft lore necessarily i think this is giving you a way to create your own lore um in a more immersive kind of way so that you don't have to necessarily build everything but it adds more of an element of discovery and adventure which is something that i think is um is missing in minecraft by and large after we get a new after we get a new update we have a lot of new you know biomes to explore but once you've seen one biome you've kind of seen them all 
if there's a more of an ongoing sense of discovery and a more ongoing mission of exploration like like this, I think that this would flesh out games for people. Uh, this would flesh out Minecraft for people like me who aren't playing Minecraft to build um, or build, you know, technical, you know, redstone stuff as well. So uh, that's my ideas for the archaeology update. Let me know what you guys think. And with that being said, that brings us to the end of this episode. So as always, feel free to email me with questions or comments and your ideas for additions to Minecraft. You can join the Discord if you're 13 or over. The link is in the description of this episode. You can also connect with me on Twitter. I'm at RebelGC underscore 92. And if you're feeling particularly generous today, drop by Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. I'd love to see it. And until next episode, guys, continue to dig straight down.